Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our first guest is a good friend of ours, Janice Gentry, and she will be talking today about poetry, caring, and healing. Janice Gentry is a brief parent and Northern California Regional Coordinator for the Compassionate Friends. She is a poet and author of Stars in the Deepest Night and Catching the Light, Coming Back to Life After the Death of a Child. Her daughter, Lori, died at age 21 in a car accident in 1991. She has a surviving daughter named Megan. Welcome to the show, Janice. Thank you, Heidi. Thank Hi, you, Gloria. Janice. It's great to have you on. Well, congratulations on your new book. Thank you. It's great. Could you tell our audience a little bit about it and, and why you wrote it and about your poetry? I know it's your second volume. Okay. Yes. Um, Catching the Light um, is a collection of poetry and other writing that I've done for the Compassionate Friends um, that o- over the years since my first book came out, so about 10 years' worth of uh, poetry, actually a little bit from the beginning of poems that didn't make it in the first volume that I worked on. And um, I was actually very surprised to find out that I had enough for another book because it felt like most of the poems came early in grief, but then I realized, no, there were a lot later, too. I love the, why you called it Catching the Light, your ideas about the prism and how uh, how we're not, we're like a prism now, right? Can you talk a little bit about that analogy? Um, it just kind of uh, came to me one day that, that after we've had such a, a horrendous tragedy in our lives, we're just completely broken and shattered. And, it's, and then it just came that it was like um, the glass that had just been broken. And, and, and one of my poems in the first book was about a windshield. But then it later came that we have to put that glass back together. And when we do that, it is never the same. But because it's been fractured and it has all the, the edges, then when the light comes through it, it can make rainbows in a prism. And it and really enlarges us. Yes. Which I love that idea. Don't you love that, Heidi? Absolutely. It's wonderful. It enlarges. It makes us different colors. It, yes. You know, it, it's so hopeful and wonderful. And, yes. And it, it makes us so much more understanding and full of compassion and seeing new things, doesn't it? Well, yes. and, deeper, and deeper, richer people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about one of your poems and read it for us? Okay. Um what actually it was really interesting was it Natasha um, who wrote the email about um, that you were just talking forgotten about. to be happy yes, yes. and um, and it it just I, I was actually thinking of um, one of the my very first poem and first of all I'd like to thank you for inviting me it's kind of interesting that it was 15 years ago this month that the poem started to come. Mm. I didn't, I had never written poetry before. Wow. And I needed to, because of Lori's death, I needed to, to really deepen, like we were just talking about. And uh, because I was trying to facilitate the monthly meetings at TCF, I needed to learn to express my feelings more and to help other people do the same. And I truly believe all of that started the poems coming. And so it was in December, and I always had a really hard time in December. 
and I'd been out and, you know, having a pretty good time for, for me for two and a half years after Lori died. And, um, but I came home and it just, everything just hit me again and I felt like, oh, you know, it didn't help to go out. And instead of just sitting down, you know, feeling sorry for myself, suddenly a phrase started to, to come. It was almost like I was, it was just, I was getting this message from inside about the night. And, and so I'd like to read it. It's actually from my first book called Skin Deep. I had fun tonight, but I guess it didn't reach inside. Now the feelings rush in, dark, brooding, heavy, sadness, so deep. Like a tremulous smile that doesn't quite reach the eyes, the fun didn't break the skin, didn't reach my heart. But I'll go out and try again. One of these times I know something will part the murky barrier so that for a while joy and peace may wash in. Uh. And so what was so miraculous about this is I not only was able to describe what I was feeling and get the reason I was feeling that way, that it hadn't reached my heart, but also I was being given a promise that I'd go out and try again and that really one of these times the murky barrier would part and that joy, and for a while I wasn't promised that my grief would be over, but that for a while the joy and peace would wash in. And that's really what has been so miraculous about poetry for me is it's helped me to process and understand my feelings and find hope. So, so Janice, I love the way you're not really sure the direction your poetry is going to take and that you were not a poet before your daughter died. Is that correct? Absolutely. I guess what I'm wondering for our listeners out there is if they wanted to start writing poetry and they never had and they just want to do it, attempt it, how do you do it? You just sit down and just kind of start writing? You know, um, for me, the way it started was... They just started coming. I think I had such a wish, such a need in me to express feelings, to understand feelings, really more to help other people than to, for myself. And, and they, they started coming. It was unbelievable. After that poem, they just started coming, and I would have to take um, – I would never just sit down to write a poem at first. Now I do. But uh, And even now, the best ones are the ones that just come when I'm open and ready for them. Yeah, and I love this, Mom. Doesn't this remind you of the singer-songwriters we've had on the show? Absolutely. They all say that the songs are almost written before they put them down. It's a matter of putting them down yes. that is already written. Yes, you have to write them down or they're gone. Yeah. Even exactly. if it's just a phrase. It, and it, does, probably under, it helps you understand where you are in your journey because it sounds like sometimes you really don't even know how these are going to transpire and what's going to happen. Absolutely. I don't think like. I ever know how they're going to end or how, what they're going to be. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just been amazing. There was actually one that came one night. Uh, it's one of the longest, and I've put it into both of my books. It's called Grief's Garden. And I actually had started to go to sleep, go, go to bed, and the first um, stanza came, and I wrote it down, turned off the light, and the next one came. And if somebody had been watching outside... <laughs> They wonder what in the world I was doing, and then finally the the very last ones came the next day. But it was almost like I just took notes. Wow! Are you going to read some of Grace Garden? Well, what I wanted to do, especially for Natasha, is it's a long poem. So I just wanted to just it, what it what is is that it's it's an explanation of what grief is, mainly how much work grief is, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
in the poem, it was likened to clearing virgin farmland full of boulders, stumps, and stones, backbreaking and bone crushing, and in great part done alone. And you know that's that was that's so hard for all of us. It's, it's wonderful it's, it's, that grief's garden. So you're out there working in that garden. Yes, and, and you're working alone, and it's true because sometimes you can look at the world and look at other people and think. Everyone is happy but me. Absolutely. I'm here alone in my grief. Yes. No matter if you have other family members or you do it yourself. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that Natasha was uh, talking about with the loss of her mother was that she's alone and, and she's forgotten how to be happy. Yes. So she's out there tilling things. Yes. And so um, what I was told uh, through the poem is that when, when we feel the stone's not moving, we have to look beneath, bring to sunlight what's in shadow so what's there may be released because something's stuck in there and you have to work to release it. And at the same time, treat yourself to gifts and blessings that will help to keep you strong. Give yourself to happy moments, feel each feeling, then move on. But I think what this poem is saying is if you, if, you know, I think there are times when we just kind of level off and we just really are feeling so down that we're not feeling anything. And so we need to really feel even the, the hard things, the, the terrible things, before the happy things can come through. Oh, I love that because it is, it is a painful and suffering going through that process and that hope that the good things will come through. Yes. Yeah. Right. And if you can't feel the sadness and the depth of the pain, you can't feel the other ex- the other extreme, which is the happiness and joy. And one- hello, hello. Oh. <laughs> is Heidi gone? <laughs> I think Heidi got dropped. Uh-oh. Okay, she'll be back in a minute. <laughs> anyway, did, did you have another one you were going to read to us? Yes, actually, another one for Natasha um, because it it just and this is also from Catching the Light. And this one came the same way um, as um, the other the other two, um, but this one came much later, just a few years ago. And it was um, we were going to uh, our um, to going for Father's Day to celebrate with my daughter and her husband and his family, and it suddenly just came to me as we're driving across the. Richmond Bridge that it had been, that was the anniversary of the last time we saw Lori because we last saw her on Father's Day. And then this poem came. It's called, I Wonder. When did sadness stop covering everything? I don't know. It must have first been for moments, then maybe hours, days eventually, then for a long time, no longer ever present, but just below the surface waiting for a thought to trigger it. Now the ingredients of my life are suffused with contentment and joy, but even so, sadness can surface unexpectedly as the dark shape of loss stirs the cauldron and tears are added to the soup of life, salty still, but not as bitter or overpowering, adding an important flavor to the whole of me. Ah, that's great. Now, what does your husband make of all this? Uh, he he <laughs> he just uh, I don't I don't really know. He's he's probably amazed, but he just is very proud. Uh huh. Oh, it, it, it's wonderful that you're doing all this. Now, has he had any poetry come in his heart, or do, what does he do? Does he have any special things that he does? Uh, no, he he really doesn't. He 
he just supports me and, um, you know, walks the dogs when I can't walk them, things like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> And how about your other daughter? Uh, she actually, um, I think if she ever really did it, would become a very wonderful poet because she, there were a couple of her, she wrote a couple of poems after Lori died that are in, included in Stars in the Deepest Night. And I've always oh, thought. Oh, she did? Yes. And, oh. Uh, one of them is actually absolutely my favorite. So uh-huh. yeah. you don't have that with you, do you? I do. Oh, would you like to read it? Well, it's a fairly long one. I um, it, yeah, I love it though. If Go you ahead. don't mind, all right. It's called "Her Voice Remains," and Megan um, was at college at this time when this came, and she went out to the arboretum just to be by herself, and this came to her. So that, again, we're talking about something that just came. Her voice remains. I dreamt or thought I heard you through songs of whispering trees through winter's solemn slumber and autumn's eternal breeze, and through the air a voice rang out and sought me for my ear, wanting so to tell a tale that dreamers only hear. She sang about life's springtime, of winter, summer, fall, of all the change and cycles that create us, one and all. She asked me why I sat and cried or longed for all that's gone or hurt and pained for stages past or wished the dear upon. I answered that it hurt me to lose so much I'd gained or find I'd lost complete control of all the life I'd tamed. And yet, she sighed, you realize this life is not our own. We take a part, we do our best, and leave the rest alone. The storybook has ended, has opened. The storybook has opened, and you have graced a page, and only will the story end when life's lessons come of age. And do not think your duty passed when death comes to your door. Young lady, you have tales to tell and stories still in store. And with this soothing promise, she left me to this life to walk with newfound knowledge and lose my inner strife. And yes, I know the name of you through bird or wind or rain who came to me with love so wise to soothe my inner pain. Ah, uh, Well, tell, tell Megan, thank you for that wonderful poem and tell her that she's on uh, national radio. I will. <laughs> Thank you, Gloria. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And is Heidi back on with us yet? I guess she's not. Somehow oh, we got. Well, tell Heidi, thank you. We got dropped off from her. So um, anyway, before before we close the show, I wanted you to say something about the Compassionate Friends National Candle Lighting. Oh yes, it will be um, a week from Sunday on the thirteenth, um, between seven and eight around the globe. The candles will be lit in memory and honor of all children and young people who have died. And often, um, and this creates a circle of light in memory of our children, and often uh, the Compassionate Friends chapters get together. So if, if you want to go to uh, a candle lighting ceremony, check out um, the Compassionate Friends website to find out if there's one near you. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Denise. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.